Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. Now it's time to go stateside as we speak to our very own Girl Gone Blind, Maria Johnson. Hello, Maria. Hey, Jill. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Really well. We have got a lot to talk about today because this is something that I come across a lot and you came across it very recently. It's the kindness of strangers. Now, does it ever really surprise you just how helpful complete and utter strangers can be and what they're prepared to do for you? Yeah, sometimes it really is surprising. And something I never expected after I lost my sight was people being incredibly helpful, incredibly nice. Oh, very much so. I mean, I can't believe just how kind strangers have been to me over the years. And, you know, obviously I've been blind for 20 years now, Maria, and uh, there's certain situations where without the help of strangers, you know, I would have been, you know, really quite stuck. I mean, don't get me wrong, we hear a lot about disabled hate crime and, you know, people being treated unfairly, but I think it's so important to celebrate the people that are really really good on this planet and really out there and prepared to help without being patronizing. Yeah, you said I ran into a situation recently. I was running some errands with a friend of mine who has been very helpful to me in the last couple of years since I lost my sight. She's just been diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer, which is very sad, but she has a great attitude. And she's kind of at a point right now where she's able to get back to driving me and helping me around, which, you know, I think, you know, here's this woman who's battling a, a pretty big battle, but she's still willing to help me. I've known her for like 20 years and we've become, you know, pretty close over the last few years with our challenges. So we ended up stopping at a Starbucks coffee shop and we walked in. She's got a scarf on her head because she has no hair. I have my white cane and we walk in. We're laughing because we joke with each other. We we just walked in like normal as normal as we are and we order our coffee and whatnot and we're just looking for a seat to sit down and this gentleman came up and said, can I help you ladies? Can I pull up some chairs for you? Would you like to go sit over here and I can grab another chair? I mean, he's just kind of came out of nowhere. And we're like, oh, thank you, but we're good right here. And he's like, is there anything I can get you ladies? I mean, almost like a waiter. I, I, w- I was thinking Starbucks has waiters now, I don't know. So we're like, thank you, no, no, thank you. And he looked at my friend and he said, I just want to give you a hug because it seems like you're fighting a battle right now. and. She said, well, yeah, I'm battling cancer. And he says, I've lost many loved ones from cancer and I'd like to just give you a hug. And then he looked at me and he said, he goes, and you walked in here like you needed. He goes, like you own the joint. You guys were laughing and you walked in here with your cane and I I take it that you have a vision problem. And I go, yeah, actually, yes, I'm I'm legally blind. So we kind of told him our stories. He's like, you women walked in here laughing and smiling and head held high and you both are dealing with obstacles that other people aren't dealing with. And he goes, I just wanted to let you know how awesome I think that is, that you guys just have the greatest attitude and you're laughing. Let me make this clear. It was not a pity party. He was not feeling sorry for us. He was actually just encouraging us and our attitudes and our laughter 
and that we were loving life at that moment. I think, you know, you know when somebody is genuinely just wanting to, you know, show their admiration for you and it makes them feel good. It makes you feel good. And I think fate brings people like that towards you. And it's just nice that somebody would recognize that you're two feisty, strong women uh, getting on with your lives. I have to say, I mean, I've had people in my life uh, approach me that have been incredible. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's times where, you know, I've been walked across a road I maybe didn't want to walk across because people, you know, want to drag me across the road because they assume that I want to to cross it. And you can't be angry at somebody because Mm -hmm. they want to do their good Mm -hmm. deed. But um, I'll tell you, I've got a couple of kind of weird, funny stories uh, of the kindness of strangers. I remember I'd first qualified with my first guide dog and uh, it was my first walk out in my local town where I was living in Ireland and um, this chap came up to me at the lights where I was crossing and he said to me, "Um, would you like a hand across the road? Now, usually, you know, particularly at the beginning when you're training with a guide dog, you shouldn't really refuse help unless you really, really don't need it or want it. But it's always Mm -hmm. nice to accept the help because, you know, somebody else might be in a situation where they need help. And if you turn around and shout or snap at somebody, um, then it can put them off asking somebody else that might genuinely need help in the future. So I Mm -hmm. said to him, yeah, that would be great. So I dropped the dog's handle on the harness and I held onto the dog's lead and I went to look to my right to find this guy arm and just as the bleeper crossing went as the green man came on uh, the guy scooped up the dog in his arms and led me across the road holding on to his lead and it was the most embarrassing I mean people were laughing you know my mother I didn't realize she had sneaked up in the car and she was watching from afar to make sure I was okay on my first walk and uh, Mm -hmm. it was you know it was embarrassing but you know part of me just couldn't help but think that is just so incredibly kind that this man was prepared to pick my dog up and drag me across the road by the dog. Um, So, you know, there are these situations where people might not um, help you in the way that you want to, but you know it's it's from the heart. I know you've had another situation where you've actually been asked out on a date by a kind stranger. (laughs) Yeah, the other story I have, it was my first airplane flight by myself. So that was kind of a big deal. And... uh, Um, not really knowing how incredibly easy air travel is for folks who are blind. It's super easy, but you don't know that till you do it, right? So I was on a plane, and it was a short flight. It was to Las Vegas. I was meeting some girlfriends, and I was really kind of anxious, to say the least, and I kept saying to this one, Stuart, you know, when I get off the plane, there's going to be someone to meet me, right? I mean, someone's going to be able to get me to baggage claim and help me, and anyway, flight's done. Everyone gets off the plane. He comes over to help me, and we walk off, and we're we're chatting, and we sit down, and we're waiting for the next person to come and help me get to baggage claim. Anyway, so I'm telling him the whole story about my diagnosis and whatnot, and I hand him my card like I do everybody and say, oh, check out my blog and, you know, have fun with that and see you later. About 4 a.m. the next morning, I get a text message from this gentleman, and I'm not going to say his name because, God, who knows? He might listen someday, um, asking me out the next time he flew to San Diego. <laughs> Basically, what he said is, would you, would, uh, next time I fly into San Diego, I'd love to take you to dinner. And I was like, are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? I handed in my card to check out my blog, not to not to say, hey, call me sometime. It, you know, I was like, no way. So I'm thinking, what do I say? You know, what do I do? I was just kind of shocked. It's never happened before from somebody I've just chatted with. So I kind of did the old, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, fine. Whenever you're, yeah, shoot me a text. See you later. Um, delete all that stuff. I thought, <laughs> I thought nothing of it. Well, about six months later, pops up a text message. Hey, I'm in town. Do you want to get together for dinner or lunch tomorrow? And it's the guy from the airline. And I thought, you're kidding me. He was in San Diego. And sure enough, if that guy didn't text me. And I thought, I mean, I had to get out of it. I didn't, I had no desire in the least to meet this guy. And maybe he was just doing it to be kind. Maybe he did just want to talk more and get to know me better as somebody he had met on his travels. I don't know. But it got to be like, you know, the creep factor set in. And I thought, no, this is not happening. So I made up some excuse and texted him back and then never heard from him again, luckily. It's brilliant, Maria. You know, honestly, I have to say, I have met so many Brad Pitt lookalikes only since I've gone blind, which is really, (laughs) really fishy. (laughs) That's funny because guys are always saying to me, once they f- know that I'm visually impaired, they go, oh, well, you know, I'm really good looking. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> all, you have to, all you have to say is, you know, I bet you really are so good looking, but you smell really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have. That's a good one. Oh, my gosh. See, that's why I love talking to you, Jill, because you you know all the right lines to, to give back to these guys. But, yeah, he was really weird anyway, and everything he had to say just turned me completely off. This Stuart could have been, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, it still wouldn't have mattered. It was just the point that, really? (laughs) I think as well, you know, when a kind deed sort of becomes, you know, that they're looking for something, that's when it doesn't feel like a kind deed anymore. I have to say the kindest thing that anybody ever did for me, a complete stranger, it was in a, a restaurant and I was having lunch with a friend of mine and I went to go to the ladies. Now, he obviously couldn't take me into the ladies. So I said to him, will you just drop me at the door? Um, I'll find the cubicles myself. You know, they're all a pretty similar mm-hmm. layout. So I'll, I'll find the cubicle myself. So he stands at the door. And just as I'm going in, this dear, sweet little old lady walked in behind me. And she said, mm-hmm. can I give you a hand? You know, I'll, I'll help you find the cubicle. And I said, yeah, if you could just show me where the door is, that'd be great. And as she took me over to the cubicle, I went in and she starts to try and come in the cubicle with me and she shuts the door. So all of a sudden, <laughs> the two of us are standing in this cubicle together. And I had to say to her, look, this is really kind, but I feel it would be asking too much for you to kind of like help me all the way here. And I'm okay (laughs) to do this bit myself. But, you know, thank you so much for the kind thoughts. But I just thought, you know, this dear, sweet old lady was prepared to come into the loo and... um, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> sort me out. Yeah, we, we, you know, you kind of, I, in my mind, I'm kind of going, okay, I, I kind of can get what she was thinking she had to do for you. I have gone into these bathrooms on my own, and the color of a lot of these larger bathrooms, it's all the same color. And I know you don't have the vision, but I'm telling you, they're all like neutral colors. So you can't tell where anything is. And I was at a sink in one of the uh, bathrooms at another airport. And it was one long trough, you know, like a like a trough you would feed animals in. And that's all cool and contemporary and everything. But if I couldn't tell where the sink started and ended. I'm going along this whole trough 
trying to figure out where the water's going to come on these days. <laughs> I, I literally, I'm like a pig, look, you know, trying to get the food, and I'm 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 feeling around on this trough type sink finally somebody comes over and says would you like some help I go yeah where's the faucet I mean she goes I know it's kind of weird so at least I didn't think it was wasn't just me so fine she helped me do that but then I couldn't find the paper towels or anything and I'm walking around and finally somebody helped me she goes oh it's over here well and I know you know what I mean Jill then you're like is it do you wave your hand do you do you pull at it do you is there a crank thing on the side and I'd still be in the Chicago airport if somebody didn't help me figure out the paper towel. I'd you know still be trying to figure it out. I really would. Do you know something, Maria? I have to Go say, ahead. I have been in so many situations, and I don't know if you've come across this yet, but um, you will at some point. I can guarantee you this. Uh, you'll be washing your hands in a urinal in a men's toilet at some point in your life. Oh, so. no. <laughs> Maria, it's no. so good to catch up with you. Always is. You're a complete tonic. Uh, you really, really mm. are. And thank you so much for joining us here in RNIB Connect Radio. Now, obviously, if anybody wants to read your blog, how can they do so? They can find my blog at girlgoneblind.com. And, of course, you can find me on social media on Facebook at girlgoneblind and on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind. And I love, love, love when people tweet me or send me messages. So please, please feel free to do so. Well, Maria, we love hearing all about your experiences as a newly girl gone blind. And uh, your blog is wonderful. It really is. So thank you very much for sharing it with us. And we'll speak to you again next week. Thank you, Jill. Take care. Talk to you soon. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.